0: listeners and welcome once again to Chad and chelsea a chelsea fc fan podcast we are those two fans i am tyler joined by the lovely wife maria as always and maria it's time for another another episode of the podcast another match review uh how's it going not
1: good vibes Uh, are bad i don't want to do this episode at all
0: yeah Um, this this is a very um obligatory yeah that's a hard word to say for me uh episode yeah um well, we're gonna go over the match review last, but real quick. West Ham three, Chelsea one. Uh, so we start off the season with a draw and a loss. Um, we were away at London Stadium today, which is notoriously one of the hardest stadiums for us to play in. Um, I believe we have like one win there in the last few seasons. Like we just always seen, we tied there last year, I believe. Um, that was that one where Thomas Suchek had that awkward handball as if he was the goalkeeper, and it should have <laughs> and it should have been a penalty. Yeah, I think it was a Conor Gallagher shot and. a... Suchek was doing his best goalkeeper impersonation. Um, yeah, we're going to talk all about that, but I think it would be better to um, go chronologically here. We kind of want to talk about the news, because, of course, there is never a dull day in news with Chelsea FC. Um, and being a fan of this club is always something. I mean, even the last episode, um, last Sunday, we had talked about how we wanted to get Caicedo done within yep. the next 48 hours. I think that was you that said that. Yep. And then we instantly, uh, just the next Monday, it got confirmed. It got the here we go and it got confirmed by both clubs and he was already at um he was already a cob getting pictures taken yep gotta sign the number 25 got gian franco zola's number looks like he got zola's endorsement for that number as well um yeah so we'll go chronologically um monday that's what happened monday we got the big news and i know it's it's you know it's kind of awkward now because the whole point of me bringing this up was going to talk about how excited we are for the future and now he just had a disaster performance yes. in the west ham match ah. Yes. I mean, you know, only got about 30 minutes So 30 minutes is enough time to either make a mark or make a fool of yourself. And, um, the ladder. St- yeah. Still early days. And we're going to talk about the review, but we're going to stick with the news here for the opening a few minutes. Um, then on Tuesday, Romeo Lavia got the, here we go. Um, and then that was confirmed later on. It was either Thursday or Friday. That one got confirmed. And, uh, you know, he got assigned a kit number 45 and everything. And, uh, got to meet some of his uh, Chelsea fans, uh, or sorry, Chelsea teammates. And, um, you know, they, they put out like a nice video with him and Eden Hazard, who, um, you know, probably one of the best Belgian player ever, maybe along with De Bruyne. And uh, that was nice to see like, you know, Eden FaceTime him on the phone. And say, you've gone to a great club. I had yes. many successful years there. He's like, they're not in the place they are right now, but they, they need to get back to it. And you're you're, one, you're the guy to help them get to that point.
1: Yeah, That was very nice.
0: So that was a big deal. Um, you know, Lavia was certainly not our main target. All summer, that's fair to say. But, <laughs> yes. but there's a clear connection with Joe Shields there, in the recruiting department, who signed him as a teenager for Manchester City, uh. Then left that position to be the head of scouting, I believe, for Southampton.
1: Yeah, you did mention that. And then
0: signs, uh, and then you know signs Romeo Lavia for Southampton, uh. And then he moves on to Chelsea, to get a promotion because we were looking like, hey, Southampton scouts a lot of good kids. Let's get this guy to be, you know, one of our recruitment staff, and uh. You know, it was rumored that last year, even though Southampton just signed him last year, we put in a deadline day bid for him um, that would have tripled their investment in just like 60 days. They would have tripled their investment. And we tried to sign him on deadline day. It was like a panic buy. And we ended up getting Dennis Sakari on loan because um, Southampton denied it. They were like, we just signed this guy like two months ago. That's that's unprecedented. That really does not happen. That's something that happens in American sports. Like if a player gets traded in the NBA or something, then you might see them traded again at the deadline, or cut, or like bought out or something. Yes. Um, But that never happens where like you see a player sign a big deal, and then they just leave two months later. But it, al- <laughs> it almost happened. I mean, Southampton, I'm sure they were tempted, but they didn't accept it last season. Um, And then Liverpool were in the run-in for Romeo Lavia all season, weren't they?
1: Yes.
0: And, and we uh, just
1: swooped right in. Yeah, you
0: swooped right in, and who knows, it might have been in response to them trying to go for Kaiseido last minute. I think so. And maybe you think we got pissed <laughs> off? Yes. you are like, oh, you're don't come If you're going to come for the king, you best not miss, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we signed Romeo Lavia, around 52 million pounds is the reported number, 52-53, with some add-ons. Um, I don't think there's a sell-on clause in that, but uh, definitely some add-ons in there, maybe if we make the Champions League or something. And uh, so that one got confirmed on Thursday, Friday, so that's nice to see. The, the midfield re- rebuild, although, you know, it's still early days. In this West Ham match review, you're going to hear some negative things, but it would seem that the midfield rebuild is complete. Would yes. you think so?
1: I I think so. Um, I know they're i'm well, I know we're gonna get into it later, but they're young. I think that um, people should take it with a little bit of grain of salt. Try you know I mean? try not to
0: be reactionary.
1: Exactly. We, we we're just starting. You, you, you gotta know? try.
0: I know it's hard. I know it's hard right now. Like, trust me. Trust I'm...
1: me, because after this match, I it, it took everything mm-hmm. in me to not say many things.
0: I know. Okay. I know. We definitely gotta try and keep it PG thirteen, but there were some <laughs> words being said here. Yeah. in the uh, Chad and Chelsea FC uh, mm-hmm. bedroom where we were watching the game. um, Yeah, the midfield re- rebuild, it seems complete. You know, we had uh, really the midfield for four or five seasons was Kovacic, Jorginho, and Conte, And we started to see a lot of those players, you know, get older. They're starting to turn the, the wrong side of 30. Uh, Conte had many injury issues. Kovacic certainly wasn't the most healthy player. No, Jorginho was probably the most healthy player on our team, was always available, and I always appreciate him for being available because you know that's the best ability yeah is availability and uh but we were kind of just trying trying to go away from his style of play he is a, he had a very specific style of play Jorginho and um sure it did suit us and many times and it won us you know a lot of big games a couple trophies here and there never forget he played 90 minutes in the Champions League final against Man City kept a clean sheet kept the ball moving in that game never forget yes. um wouldn't go as far to say a Chelsea legend but certainly a you know Chelsea cult hero and one player will appreciate but with, you know, with a new manager coming in, new owners, new sporting directors, you're, you're going to see a turnaround in some position. Um, it's turned out to be every position. <laughs> it seems like every position is really getting flipped around. And it looks like the midfield is the first set of uh, Th- positions complete. to be complete. Be- yeah. With Enzo Fernandez being signed in January, which at the time was a British record fee. Caicedo then thumped that fee. And then uh, Lavia yeah. just about half the fee of what Caicedo went for. And, uh, you know, Lavia's the youngest of the threes, 19 he does already have one full season of Premier League football under his belt. He played a lot of minutes for Southampton. If you go back and I can't remember the amount of minutes, it was like something in the two thousands or something. Like played wow. a, a lot of minutes okay. for Southampton. You know they went relegated. It was and it was always apparent that they had two players that um were too good to stay in the championship. That they should have move on, and one of them being Romeo Lavia, and the other being James Ward-Prowse, who we saw today for West Ham, and I uh, put in some good corner kicks that yeah. we saw. Yeah, those sure were the Those were the two players, right? <laughs> um the next bit of news we have here is hakim Ziyech to turkish club galatasaray probably the most notable uh, turkish club along with uh, Beskatas. um yeah you know he w- it's a season uh long loan with obligation to buy they pretty you know and who knows what the, the terms are in that pretty much they have to buy him next summer um but it's not for a fee is it it's for free isn't it you think this was just a um a case of let's just get him off the books yeah
1: Pretty much. What, Let's just say how it is. Wages,
0: probably, right? Yes. Yeah, that's. this it, is definitely a situation. of Let's just shake hands and say, hey, it didn't work out how we wanted to. Let's shake hands. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. And uh, goodbye.
1: I just, I'm just glad we didn't botch this one too. Okay. <clears throat> because if we had botched yeah. this one again, I'm just going to be.
0: Yeah, because obviously he had the failed move to Paris Saint-Germain. In uh, January, and that would have just been a loan. and would have seen him return the summer, but who knows? You know, maybe he would have impressed so much that we would have yeah. uh, sold him to PSG permanently. Um, then he had the—he was one of the many players being linked to Saudi clubs. Um, did perform the medical, and for whatever reason, the Saudi clubs um, had him fail the medical. You know, or they claim he failed the medical, and you saw him on in Instagram the next day. Um, you know, kind of making a funny post saying mm-hmm. like, uh, "What's wrong with my knee?" You know, I'm out here on the pitch, training every day. I feel fine. Kind of strange, but um, you know, <clears throat> there were still a couple weeks to go. It wasn't time to panic yet until maybe next week. But um, you know, now it's time to start to panic about some other players like that are in the um, bomb squad, as they call it. Like maybe <laughs> Callum Hudson-Adoy and Romelu Lukaku are probably those are the two that we need to move on next. Unfortunately, um, I don't
1: know if we can get rid of that rat Lukaku.
0: I know it seems really difficult. Um, he's he's definitely more difficult to get rid of than Hudson-Adoy. I think. That's an adoy the the rate being thrown around is 8 million pounds. Yeah,
1: out of the two it'll probably be
0: They're going to demand more of a fee for Lukaku because you know he's got a you know he's got a lot of goals scored in his pedigree and he's still kind of at his prime age like 30 years old he's still kind of technically they're going to demand like a somewhat significant fee but they got to just take whatever they can get. Uh,
1: I would too. I want him off the books as well and I, out of our freaking team. He's
0: got quite high uh, wages as well. He's somewhere up there in the Raheem Sterling territory of uh wages. Um
1: so, yeah, yeah, we'll have to was... see.
0: The um the Premier League window closes, I believe, August 31st. Well, that's uh, that's more like Europe in general, I believe. Yeah. And then the Saudi Arabian transfer window, for whatever reason, theirs is open a little bit longer, so we could see a case of...
1: He probably won't go, though. He will probably say if, no. That I, jerk.
0: I, I was, yeah, He's definitely shown no interest in Saudi Arabia so far, but I'm thinking if the transfer window closes, that's the only good thing about maybe the Saudi window being open and longer is that, well, when the European window closes, now he's left at only a couple destinations. The MLS coming to play here in the states or Saudi Arabia, and I think those are the two that would be. I think he's a bit too young to go to MLS. I don't think he wants that. And a lot of players are making a lot of money in Saudi Arabia right now. I think he might get forced out there. I mean, he might be forced to say like, "Well, no one's, no one's coming in with an offer." Yeah, because nobody know?
1: wants you in their club like we don't.
0: Yeah, Juventus have Juventus reports have. Uh, and pretty consistent that Juventus do still want him, but that they aren't willing to pay like the 40 million fee that Chelsea are asking for, and that they're trying to work something out. They initially were some uh, Dusan Vlahovic talks where they were going to swap the players, but then we would have to pay a fee for Vlahovic because he's, I guess, younger and has more potential, no. uh, being 23 years old, and that that just doesn't seem like a fair deal. Like no. if, if we're going to do a straight swap, sure, maybe we can do a straight swap with no no money involved. If anything, you give us five million pounds, like what the <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. Juventus, you know, Italian clubs, they always they're always trying to get the better of really clubs, and sometimes they do. And so far, we haven't fallen for that uh, that shit. This summer, good. Um, next bit of news here, we can talk about Lewis Hall going to Newcastle. Um, you know, as of Sunday, it's August twentieth. Not confirmed by either club yet, but that he did. Um, but it was reported, and he was even pictured being a, seen at the Newcastle's grounds taking the medical. Um, on Friday, I believe. Um, so yeah, this. This was a failed loan move to Crystal Palace, um, which could get which we could talk about the Michael Elise thing real quick that we had apparently triggered Michael Elise's release clause. And then Michael Elise then it was then found out that, uh, you know, Crystal Palace were accusing Chelsea of tapping up, which is, uh, you know, just a term I guess used for trying to gain information about the player um, while he's being contracted by another team, which let's face it, that happens in every sport. It does. And so whatever kind of information we were uh, being accused of, it seems to have collapsed the deal because Michael Lisa then signed a new four-year contract with Crystal Palace, which once he signs that contract, that release clause is now gone.
1: They're just mad because they didn't get Gallagher when they wanted.
0: Yeah, that could be it. Okay. That could be it. Um, And we always have a good relationship with Crystal Palace. So I'm a little worried that our sporting directors or our owners have maybe like maybe soiled this relationship because we always seem to have a good relationship with them. This could be worrying.
1: I just... Okay, I understand being aggressive, going after players, um, but uh, I think there's one thing about, I think, the owners right now, because they're American, that the they do And the sporting directors. It, that they don't understand. It's a little bit different.
0: It's a little bit uh, different. I mean, you, you still can't talk to players in U.S. sports like that. But let's face it, it does does happen.
1: Yeah, but it's a little bit more lax over here a little bit. You you know what I mean? A little bit. A little bit.
0: Yeah, it does happen. It's just, it depends. What information is being... Is it how much was his release calls worth? Is it the status of his hamstring injury? Because let's face it, even if we did sign him, he wasn't going to be ready to play because he has a hamstring injury. Yeah. So were we trying to figure out medical information? But I mean, when you're trying to buy a player, that kind of information is... Necessary. You need to know that. So what is it? Is it like how much was he being paid or how much... You know, it's clearly something that Crystal Palace felt uh, <clears throat> disrupted about, and did that have to do with Lewis Hall's loan not going through, and now he being linked to Newcastle? It could be. It could be saying, well, now we're not, you know, we're not going to do business with you.
1: <clears throat> well, if you're gonna go ahead and point fingers at us, it, don't be coy and say we did something. Just come out and say what it is we did.
0: Yeah, and apparently, okay? apparently, like they were, they were prepared to go forward with the evidence to the Premier League, and that's when we pulled out of Elise and now uh, we said we're not going to sign Olise, and then. So they then presented him a new contract and said, look, the team that was going to buy you uh, just said they're not going to buy you. So you could sign this new contract. And he signed it, which now makes the now makes the power and trying to get him is now close to impossible because now his wages have been raised and they're going to demand a much higher they fee. They will
1: we'll be moving on. Then. We'll be
0: moving on to other targets. Yep, uh, Mohammed Kudas is a target. Um, That would be a nice target to sign because Brighton, were trying to sign him. So we could we'd love to steal a, a target from them. That would be nice. <laughs> Um,
1: yeah we've given them enough money thank you
0: yeah let's try to let's try to sign mohammed kudas from uh, ix because then maybe we can take away one of their guys that they wanted um but yeah we can talk about lewis hall on newcastle um it looks like it's uh everyone's reporting that it's gonna be a season-long loan with a option to buy next summer that they would most likely um activate and that it would be 35 million pounds um next summer but on the books this year it'd be a loan um what are your thoughts
1: <clears throat> that's where he wants to go since he was a Newcastle fan as a young youngster. So, yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it seemed like he had accepted the loan to crystal palace. Like he was willing to come back alone and come back next summer and then, you know, fight for some minutes and, you know, hopefully develop. Cause again, we develop players really well at crystal palace. Like they seem to do us a, sol- well. a solid favor every time we send a player yeah. there. And uh former Chelsea players go, go there all the time on permanent deals and do very well. Um, yeah, this one stings a little bit, but at the same time, did it, it, we have to understand it is a business. Certainly, I don't, you know, certainly signing one of our, our best, you know, 18-year-old player. I mean, yeah, that does suck. Um, At the same time, you got to look at it as a business. It is straight profit on the books for FFP because it is an academy product. Yeah. 35 million pounds for an 18-year-old who has, you know what, seven Premier League appearances? I mean, that's pretty hefty. Like, that's, we're getting, it's not like we're getting cheaped out here. Like, we're getting 35 million. And let's face it, when you sign Caicedo <clears throat> for a British record fee, you sign Lavia for 53 million. He like, just
1: feels he'll never play
0: he feels he'll never play, and then and
1: if he does, maybe like five, ten minutes here, there. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so. he, he certainly wasn't going to be on the team this year, like certainly not. And but let's face, it, look at all those players ahead of him: Enzo, Caicedo, Lobby, Are, are any of those players going to go next summer? No, no. they're all going to be on the team next summer, and for many summers after that, most likely, like they're sticking with their investment here. And you know, sure, if you think okay, maybe he's a left back and not a center and not a center mid, then sure. Well, then look over. Let's look over that position. You have Ben Chilwell, who's the vice captain. Of uh, of the club and Pochettino is picking him as long as he's fit. Pochettino is picking him for every game. It looks yeah. like those are early signs. There you then have Cucarella. Yes, it looks like Pochettino does not prefer him. That is, and it looks like we uh, are I'm, we are trying to move him we're on. we but, but he's a hard player to move on from right now because of how much we paid for him last summer. True. About how much of a loss it would be on the books. Yeah. Um, it, that would not. That's a that's a negative FFP move because we bought him for so high. We're not going to be able to sell him for maybe half that. And his you know his wages aren't astronomically high, but um, they're in the mid-range.
1: I'm sorry, but I don't feel like he was worth what we paid for.
0: No. and He seem- was not.
1: Uh, I said when we did it, and I'm going to say it again. He was not worth what we paid for.
0: No, he was absolutely not. It was a bid more with Manchester City, and we outbid Manchester City to get it. And, you know, when you have two clubs going in for a player, someone's going to overpay. Whoever gets them is going to overpay. Pep Guardiola wanted him, and uh, I got a feel for him a bit because I feel like if he went to, you know, if he went to uh, Manchester City, I think he'd be thriving right now. Probably he'd be thriving. He would have won the Premier League last year. He would have won the Champions League last year. Feel a bit bad for him, but um, he wanted to come to Chelsea, and as long as he's a Chelsea player, I'll support him to a certain extent. Um, at the same time, blocking a player's path like Lewis Hall, and then forcing Lewis Hall to go out of permanent like that sucks. That That sucks. And then you have a we have a third player, um, who's kind of in between Showell and kind of in between Cucurella, uh, Ian Matson, just came back from loan, had a really good loan from Burnley. Uh, We talked about him in you know preseason prediction episodes. He's he's in that position too. My opinion my opinion, he does deserve to stay. And so that would that would still put two <clears throat> players above him at that position, even if you were to factor Cucarella yeah. out. And even that, I mean, being the third choice left back, that's a bit tough too. It is. And uh you
1: won't get much playtime.
0: Yeah, and Madsen can play multiple positions and stuff, but at trade he is still a left back. I'm still waiting to see him at that position. But uh Yeah, looks like we're gonna lose Lewis Hall. Um the shame, good kid.
1: I wish him nothing but the best.
0: Yeah, good kid. I mean, it, it'll it probably sting us later. Uh, yeah. He, you know, he, he might score against us this year or something. You or next see that,
1: because you can see the potential in him. Yeah. That There's no doubt in that.
0: He got developed very well in Cobham. Um, the coaches there and stuff, they developed him very well. Um, yeah, so best of luck to Lewis Hall. Uh, we'll look for that to probably be confirmed either this Monday or Tuesday. We'll see if that gets confirmed by the clubs. So now we get to the match review. We spoke about it <laughs> uh, very briefly in the beginning. West Ham three, Chelsea one. The second Premier League game of the season. Uh, this is our first away game of the season. This game had a bit of everything, didn't it? Um, yeah. You're talking, you're talking goals. You're <sighs> talking controversial VAR reviews.
1: Fouls upon fouls.
0: Fouls, red cards. Well um, deserved.
1: I think two. There should have been two for West Ham, not just one.
0: Yeah. Player debuts. Um, lots of lots of chippiness. Uh, so we can go ahead and go over the lineups now. Uh, we'll start with Chelsea first. Start with Robert Sanchez in goal, of course. Um, Axel De Sassi, Thiago Silva, and Levi Colwell as the center centerbacks. Uh, Chilwell and Malo Gusto on the wings. Um, Enzo Fernandez and Connor Gallagher playing the midfield. And then the front three, kind of hybrid front three, uh, Nicholas Jackson, Raheem Sterling, and Carney Chukwameka. Um, exact same lineup as last week, just save takeout. Um, Rhys James. Yes. Uh, For Malagusto. Same lineup. Uh, We know that Pochettino likes a small squad. He likes to start the same 11. Mm -hmm. And obviously that'll change because, you know, we know Caicedo is going to start pretty much all season. Um, So it's going to change. But, uh, you know, for the first couple weeks, you maybe want to stick with the same team. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, you know, maybe Luton Town next week. That can kind of be when you introduce Caicedo and Lavia, probably easier opposition, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on the lineup? Any thoughts on the lineup when it came out? Pretty surprising that Caicedo didn't start. Um, yeah,
1: but I feel. I, I wonder I, I, if
0: hindsight, it would would have been better for him to settle in the game as everyone else. Whereas when he came on, he was kind of being watched because he was the only player subbed on within like that ten minute period.
1: I think he was just trying to ease him in.
0: Yeah, and I understand. I you understand know,
1: that. So in the next one, I'm pretty sure he will be starting.
0: He will, and he only he only had a a week of training, but you know that's typically usually enough for a new player. Yeah, especially when he's already played in this league before. That's that's enough for him to go ahead and start. Um, he chose not to. Um, who knows if what would have happened if, if he had, if he had, it's yeah. it, no one can say. Um, but yeah, we're just initial thoughts on the lineup. You know, he wants to continue to go with this back three with the wing backs. Although if you ask him, you know, they'll, they'll say that Chilwell is playing like a left midfielder and he is high up the pitch. So you can kind of say that, but to me, when we have the ball, it's still, it's still a back three to me. Yeah. Um, we'll go over player performances in a bit. We'll go over the sub players <laughs> real quick. Um, Noni Mataweke came on Moises Caicedo. Mikhailo Modric and Mason Burstow also came in. Really none of the just like last week, none of the subs making an impact, which is no. disappointing because we do have good players on the bench. Um and none of them made an impact. I thought Modric was poor.
1: Uh,
0: that's Mason Burstow, I don't think Mason Burstow really even touched the ball more than yeah. once. Um, you know, twenty year old kid making his Premier League debut. I mean, let's let's give him a little slack. Tony Mataweke, we saw him on the wing a couple times, kind of exchanging with Sterling, but that was really Sterling's side all game. And yeah. um, so when Mataweke came on, that pushed Sterling more towards like a second striker or like an inside forward. And, uh, you know, Mataweke did fine. I guess I guess if you had to pick someone out of the four subs, it would be Mataweke, I guess. Maybe. And Kaiseido, I mean, let's just say what it is. What? Is it a disaster debut?
1: Yes. I'm so sorry for
0: him, too. You think do I do th- I mean clearly when you have a price tag like this you think the pressure's on a bit right
1: yeah so I think that's part of it too especially it's his first match and then he comes in where everybody is already hot, just hot headed because uh L- let's just say L- it, L- okay, West Ham was a bunch of let me not say the word <laughs> they were physi- jerks they were very physical and I feel like they were
0: they were physically ready for us yes today and yes. maybe maybe they knew you know we were a young team and they could try to punk some of these young kids they were physically ready for us
1: i just feel like it was a little bit dirty oh yeah for okay. sure i mean they
0: got yellow cards was, and a red card for and sure that, dirty a little and bit.
1: also um paqueta <laughs> please i don't know act like a man on the pitch please yeah instead of big baby wallowing away on the freaking grass classic, every five seconds
0: classic lucas paqueta in this game can't uh, stand here we saw a bit you know Skillful player. Definitely won't deny he has skill and we saw the best I of him. We saw the best of him and the worst of him today. Uh I mean he gets he gets that penalty at the end. Uh we'll go over the goal scorers real quick as well. We have um in the seventh minute, Nayaf Girl uh scoring from a corner kick. And uh, then we tied it up one one Carney Chukomeka scoring uh his first goal for Chelsea in the twenty eighth minute. Mikel Antonio in the second half, fifty third minute. Um, Then we had Niafra Gurd, the goal scorer, got a red card in the 67th minute. And then Lucas Paqueta finished it off in the stoppage time with a penalty kick Um, that Caicedo gave up. And, you know, it was a disaster for Caicedo. I mean, really in the opening five minutes, you didn't really notice him. And then you start to see him get beat by a couple players. Yeah. And then uh, he gave away a penalty. And it was against Emerson, too, who really Emerson really (laughs) had an awful game, game. He could not guard Sterling at all. He could not keep up with his pace. Sterling looked absolutely class out there today.
1: Yes, he did. Gotta
0: feel bad for him after he really had a pretty poor season last year, he and uh,
1: busted his butt this game. My God,
0: and really had a poor preseason as well. If you think yeah. about, it. we're kind of frustrated with him in preseason a little bit, and then he has maybe his best performance in a Chelsea shirt, and he gets let down by the rest of the team, the rest of these, the rest of these kids. I'll say too, like really, him and Silver are the only old heads on the team who are experienced with this kind of match yeah. where it's physical, emotions are running high. Every player is fighting for every ball. Um, it's a low block. It's hard to get through their low block, especially when they went down to 10 men. It got harder. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, we were one man up. There was no reason why we lost. With It's poor. At all.
0: It's poor. I mean, I, I don't know if it's, you know, Pochettino just hasn't drilled them on how do we how do we attack low blocks and when they sit 10 men behind the ball? Yes. Or was it a case of the players are just too young and they're inexperienced and they don't know how to break through this, this and, line that and, West Ham created?
1: Emotions run high, and they're on the younger side. So, you know what I mean. So it, West Ham's a
0: bit—they're absolutely more experienced. Yeah, they, when you they look at their yeah.
1: players. So in the, in that instance, they, they just don't know how to like control the emotions. Just try to stay level-headed, which is hard, anyways, even for people that have been you know playing for years. You know what I mean. But they're they are on the younger side. um I think it's gonna take. Season or two, maybe.
0: It's grown pains. It's for sure grown pains, and we, we you gotta hope it's quicker than that. But uh I am it's, hoping. It's early, it's early that. Days.
1: Yeah, I say that, but I'm hoping it doesn't come to that point.
0: Yeah, the the table certainly doesn't get decided on August 20th. It certainly doesn't. This yeah. it's a long season. You just gotta hope, and we know there's still gonna be some players coming in, whether it's uh, and probably another goalkeeper and an attacking midf- midfielder, probably. Okay. Maybe a striker. Um, we definitely like to see Broya come back from injury. See if he can help Jackson up there. Uh, we can go over the West Ham start lineup, too. I forgot yes. to do that. Um, Alphonse Areola in goal for them. Uh, former Blues, Emerson and Kurt Zuma in defense for them. Um, Naya Gerd, the goal scorer in red card. Uh, Vladimir Kufala right back. In the midfield, they had uh, James Ward-Prowse making his debut after he played for Southampton for many, many years. He was their captain there. Thomas Suchek, um, another West Ham regular has been in the team for a long time. Jared Bowen, Ben Rama, and Paqueta behind the striker, who was Mikel Antonio, who... If you watched the Premier League for last year's, Mikel Antonio is a hard hard striker to deal with. He's strong, he's fast. I mean he's got Jamaican roots. I mean he I mean those cats are those cats are athletic. Uh similar to Raheem Sterling who has Jamaican roots. I mean they're just they're fast, they're strong, they're hard to deal with. Antonio's a good player and I thought I thought in the first half he was pretty neutralized and the second half we just we kind of we let him run riot a little bit. I mean if I'm looking at other players that impacted the game, to me Jared Bowen and Ben Ramad didn't really scare us that much. It was more Antonio, Lucas Paqueta, and uh, James Ward-Prowse. I feel like yeah. those were the three players that really set the tone for them. Ward-Prowse had the opening corner kick uh, for the opening goal. And We can talk about that opening goal real quick. We'll talk about all four goals real quick. Um, yeah, free header at the far post. Uh, Connor Gallagher just kind of gets pushed by a guard who's not, you know a center back, so he's naturally going to be bigger than Gallagher, but he's not that big. He's not Kurt Zuma mm-hmm. big. He's not the saucy big. I mean, he just pushes. He Gallagher. just let it happen. He just let it happen. Like that's he made no effort. That's concerning from Gal. I've never seen that from him. That's really odd. Um, and whether it was his zone or not, you also saw Chuck Wimeka was in that zone as well. Um, and he kind of stepped forward of the corner kick as if he thought you know it was going to go towards the middle of the box or near post. So did Chuck Wimeka leave his zone and leave Connor in a advent you know a disadvantageous position? hard to say. You know, only only they will know whose zone that was. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with zonal marking. Sometimes I prefer man-to-man, but, you know, zonal marking, it prevents you from getting caught up, and players like, kind of wrapping around you and pushing around you. But yeah. So zoning is kind of what more teams are doing nowadays, but um, this is the, you know, if you don't actually stay in your zone, and you don't stay disciplined, this is what happens. And you gotta yeah. be strong as well, and he wasn't strong, and it was a free header, and you know, for the second week in a row, we go down one nothing. and, you know, it would, it would really be nice to start a game one nothing. I feel like because we're a young team, that would kind of be what we need, and that's how we would go flying.
1: Yeah.
0: For a young team to try and fight fight from behind every week, it it's gonna be a long season if that's the case. We need to stop going down one nothing. Um, the second goal, it's our only goal of the game, Carney Chuckomeka. Um, and he ended up getting injured before the first half, which is really disappointing because he looked you know, he did, he did, wasn't exactly super lively before that, but all it takes is a moment of brilliance and all of a sudden you had a good game. Yeah. And he had a moment of burns. He picks the ball up in the box, makes a nice move to his right and just b- really belts it. Um, and it wasn't even in the corner, but he belts it so hard that Areola can't react. It was one of our few shots that, um, you know, tested the keeper and, uh, didn't get blocked yeah. by a West Ham defender. I think the West Ham defenders and midfield were doing a really good job blocking shots. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they were.
0: Um, yeah, you were making chicken wings in for the goal. You were, you were, uh, saucing up my chicken wings. So apologies, but thank you for the chicken. They were delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mikel Antonio, um, yeah, so we go into half, 1-1, one, one, and it's looking pretty... Which right. I was
1: excited, because I was like, okay, at least we're not behind one goal. Right. And then the next half comes, and it's just a freaking disaster.
0: Right, so I'm looking pretty bright in the second half. Mikel Antonio, um, <sighs> De Sassi plays a bad pass in the midfield. I think it was intended for Enzo or Gallagher or something. Ends up getting intercepted by a West Ham player, and they end up striding forward and play Mikel Antonio in behind. And he... Pretty disappointed. It just shows how good he is, but also how poor we were. He had Levi Colwell and Desassi on him two on one. He outmuscles Levi Colwell, who yes is a strong defender, but still very young. Maybe not fully, uh, fully grown yet. Maybe not. You know, his body hasn't fully developed into how strong he wants to be. For as tall as he is, I think he should yeah. be a bit, a bit stronger there. Desassi certainly the stronger the two. So if anything, I almost think if their positions were swapped, maybe it wouldn't have resulted in a goal because he outmuscles Colwell and then De Sassi's left one-on-one with him in the box. And I almost think De Sassi just thinks that the angle isn't too advantageous for Antonio. And that I he, don't
1: care what he thought. And that he at, won't shoot. At least do something. And just don't hang out there just waiting for him to hit it in.
0: Yeah. To me, he gave Antonio a bit too much space and Antonio's been in the Premier League for a a lot of years now he's going to shoot
1: <laughs> yes
0: and he shot as he should and it went in between Desacer like which, sure a bit fortunate maybe like cuz you know if it hits his left shin or it hits his right ankle maybe it's not going in net maybe it just goes right to Sanchez yeah uh, and he belts it in the corner and Sanchez has no chance like no ch- and I, and uh, we didn't speak about Sanchez on the first goal but I, I don't really think he had much of a chance on the first goal either i mean it's a you know as a corner kick you're meant to be a goalkeeper's meant to be either in the middle of the post or closer to the near post yeah. Certainly not back post. That's where you need your defenders to really uh, kind of clutch up there. So really the first two goals don't really think he could do much about it. And then um, they got the red card in the 67th minute. And this is, you know, them being up 2-1, this is where we thought the game was going to turn around. And, and it, it just
1: freaking didn't. didn't. It I'm trying didn't. so hard not to, to curse Tyler.
0: Easy, Thank easy. <laughs> and Nicholas Jackson, he takes a really good trap in and then he <laughs> takes a really good touch to his left. And uh, a Agar just takes a... Pretty bad challenge. Knowing he was on a yellow, it was a bad challenge. Instantly, when he went down, I was like, that's a second yellow. Instantly. And the referee, to be fair, um, unlike last week, I I don't have anything bad to say about the referees, do we?
1: No, we don't. They did. Uh, They were very fair.
0: VAR, I would maybe maybe say that that offsides in the first half was was the only...
1: he was not offside. Yeah.
0: I think he what it was, it was Jackson went down for a penalty, right? And we, we were thinking that Emerson was keeping him on, I believe, right? And yeah, at
1: the top. And the they top were the... they were talking about the one below him or something
0: like Which that. Which is Zuma. Which they makes
1: would... no sense. There's another one above, yeah, above them. Yeah.
0: I would like to think that, you know, they have multiple screens that, that they're looking at all the angles and that they're just showing us like one angle that they're looking at. And, but yeah, I don't, it looked like Emerson was keeping him on. It was tight.
1: Like, what is the point of VAR if you guys aren't going to use it properly?
0: Sh- you know yeah. how do you
1: make mistakes with VAR?
0: VAR seems I to be in, in in the Premier League. It seems to be the worst version of VAR Jesus. that we've seen. In the World Cup, it seemed quite quite well. Like yeah. FIFA seemed to really uh, utilize. Maybe technology. we should use them. Yeah, and so then um, we also didn't talk about before the red card. We kind of skipped back. Um, Enzo Fernandez, as we're tied one to one, Raheem Sterling again such such a good performance from him just dribbles past players all game long
1: man of the match
0: That's man of the match, match indeed yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about our man of the match predictions from last week as well um enzo fernandez has a chance to put chelsea up two to one and he goes to the goalkeepers right and alfonso areola who to my knowledge is you know he was the backup keeper to Lucas fabianski all season last year uh despite being significantly younger than uh fabianski and uh to my knowledge, he's not necessarily a good penalty keeper, and he goes guesses the right way and you know, it wasn't exactly in the corner and he saves it.
1: Well, the way he went up to the ball and, then, run up. and then just kind of like did the little steps in front of it, why did you do it right in front of the ball? Like yeah, do it prior kinda, to that. Because now he's gonna no matter which way you move, he's gonna see which way you're going. There's
0: not much momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly no Jorginho at the penalty area, is he? No. Um, and you know what? In his career, he was 5-for-5 five five in his career. And, of course, the first one he takes for Chelsea. Of course of course, he misses.
1: I just don't understand why they picked him. No offense to him at all. Because, I mean, that's not something he probably does on a regular basis. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, he's only taking... I mean, he's 21. He's taken 5 in his career. I mean, that's a pretty good number for being 21 years old. But I, I think there were other options. I think Raheem Sterling was an option. I don't
1: understand why Sterling didn't take it.
0: I think Ben Chilwell was an option. And yes. I think Nicholas Jackson was an option. Um, however, we can definitely say if in and Reese James were healthy on the pitch, it would be those two. I think. Yes. I think in was the playing penalty taker for the entire season, and when he comes back in December, January, I think he will be. And I think if Reese James, you know, being the captain on the pitch, I think it would have been him. Yeah. And I think he would have belted it through. Um, really disappointing in Enzo there. After that, that was really when the game kind of went to shit. There, yeah. Ah, uh,
1: yeah. I, th- I'll, I. It was the
0: penalty miss. We were feeling good. We were that thinking that sums it up. Sterling's running riot, getting players on yellow cards constantly and uh for he one worked. for once is not being the player to blame and is actually the player to praise. Um
1: He worked so hard.
0: Man. For nothing. Yeah, let's and uh, For I, nothing. I know. And let's go over that. Let's go over the man of the match prediction last week. Um Maria going off the back of the Liverpool match, you picked Enzo. You picked Enzo Fernandez, who missed the penalty. Certainly not right there. I picked Nicholas Jackson who did uh, you know he did draw the red card um, so I guess if we had to pick one of the two of us it would be me but we, really we were both wrong it was yeah. Raheem Sterling was the man of the match um, if you had to pick one of course when you lose there is no official man of the match but um, if you had to pick one it would be Raheem Sterling um, we can go over the score predictions from last week um, I said 2 nothing Chelsea win joke on me and Maria said 2-1 Chelsea win um, so neither of us were right so that still puts up Maria 1-0 one, uh, one for the season <sighs> disappointing yeah
1: very, very
0: um yeah let's go over some more individual players um Silva Colwell I thought both of them they just they were fine you know I think Silva may be a bit better than Colwell um Colwell in both of his games he's just he's kind of gone a little bit unnoticed like his passing wasn't as good as it was in the
1: in the beginning in
0: the preseason maybe yeah. and uh you know when he played for when he was on loan at Brighton I think his passing was a bit better um you know it's okay for defenders to not be noticed. That could mean that you're having a good game because you're not being noticed because you're yeah. not making mistakes. Enzo definitely had a better first half than a second half. Malo um, Gusto making his first Premier League start. Um, you know, in those he got 15 minutes against Liverpool last week, and we kind of thought he looked shaky, right? Yeah. Um, but getting his first start because Rhys James is out, so we kind of have to start him there, either him or De Sassi. And I uh, ended up going with uh, both De Sassi and Gusto. Uh, he was fine, I think. He was
1: okay. Um, he was fine. He, was he didn't... Okay.
0: He got beat ben by Ben Rama once, but made a really good recovery tackle in the box. I want to shout him out for that. Ben Chilwell was the captain of the day. Um, also good. You know, I think he always gives you I think, a, he's good. I think he always gives you a six out of 10 or a seven out of 10. Yeah. I wasn't, agree. Wasn't much of a threat running in behind as he was previous weeks. They were just kind of on it. uh Mego, like I said, got his goal. Um, who knows what kind of second half he would have had. If he started
1: um, earlier.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, who, know, who just we're just gonna hope the injury's not bad, right? It looks Please. like a, it looks like another knee, which is, just seems to be a common injury right now. Is yeah. knee and hamstring seems to be really common I at need Chelsea right better now. Better
1: medical team, my God, at this
0: point. It's either the physiotherapist or it's the doctors. Something's going on. Yeah, uh, Raheem Sterling, man, of the match, like we said, uh, Connor Gallagher. Um, you know, I mm. still I still don't think he's playing in his best spot. And yeah, to be fair against Luton Town, I don't think he'll be playing there against Luton Town on mm. Friday. I think uh, it's time to push him up further up the pitch. It's time to put Caicedo there. I know he just had a disaster class, and we can talk about the subs now. Um, You know He had a disaster, but it's it's against Luton Town, which should be the easiest opposition. And it's at Stanford, and it's at home. So, in theory, this should actually you know, this is a potential 20th place team Luton Town. This could potentially be the easiest game of the season, so we, we need to go ahead and throw Caicedo in.
1: But, and it's a big but, they tend to show up Every time they play us,
0: well, not Luton Town, but you mean you mean relegation fodder teams. You mean we yes. haven't played Luton Town in a while, Yeah. years even.
1: That's that's fine, but you know what I mean. I don't mean
0: them in general, but you know what I mean. You mean relegation candidate teams, yes. Because of Southampton, yes. beating us twice last year, and then they finished twentieth place, and and that game was in early August as well. and I think it was September, but um,
1: and it's so annoying. Everybody mm. is just you know, them They want to
0: show you know we're. We're the club that spent a billion dollars in the last three transfer windows. We're the club Jesus. that everyone, everyone's looking at, like, look at how much money they're spending, how aggressive they are on the transfer market, whether they're bending FFP rules or not. That's for the Premier League to decide later. Um, everyone wants to beat us. And West Ham showed that today. They Credit to them. They were a bit better. They played the shithouse a bit better than us. You know, yeah. they they know how to be physical. They know how to irk us. Oh, they, yeah,
1: they, they definitely... They,
0: they seem to know how to get young players riled. Yes. And they did. They got a lot of young players. Enzo, to me, looked a little riled. Uh, Caicedo, in particular, in those last 10 minutes, looked well, like he like he'd never dealt that in that situation before. Like, he, all those games he played for Brighton last season, he never encountered. You, you
1: know which one. Yeah. You know which one. goes riling a lot of people.
0: <laughs> Lucas Paqueta. That. Absolutely. Absolutely. Piece of e- Emmer- garbage. Emerson was also a piece of work today too. He was.
1: Yeah, he was. For, that for, was another one
0: for a guy that really can't defend well. He's very confident in himself. And oh yeah. Really. Th- he was And, like, and he- to be fair, he drew the penalty at the end, so he ended up getting the last laugh. And he yeah. really he had a bad game defensively, all game. And he was on a yellow card, I believe, too. And he was he was close to getting sent off. Um, we can talk about more of the uh, size. We talked about Kaiseido. not an ideal debut uh, debut. Uh, no. We got to just throw him in against Luton Town, right? Because it should be easier opposition. Yeah. We got to just throw him in. I think, we,
1: ha- we have to. I think he should just start. He should start. No halftime substitution. He should start.
0: He should start. Um, we talked about Burstow and Matawaki a bit. You know, not making too much of an impact. Don't expect much from Burstow. You know, 20-year-old striker. He's really going to be playing more for the development team, or he could go out and loan this year. Okay. Um, but because, you know, is not back yet and we haven't signed another striker, he is the only other striker besides Jackson. Um, and Jackson was good, I think, today, by the way. I'll real quick touch on Jackson, you know, he played 90 minutes last week. He played 90 minutes this week, uh, makes a lot of good runs. Uh, definitely good at coming and receiving the ball and making touches and playing one twos and wrapping around yeah. players. Um, definitely made some vertical runs towards the box and some were more successful than others. Uh, I, I still think he didn't have the best service today. Yeah. seemed like he had better service versus Liverpool had a bigger chance to score against Liverpool than he did today. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Michael Colin he got a solid, a solid half of football to play, which is significantly more than the ten minutes he got against Liverpool in that small cameo. Um, I'm not you, happy with him. I'll let you go first. That's what it. You, I'm you, not
1: happy. I am not well, happy. But
0: what's going wrong? Uh, yeah. What is? What is he doing wrong? Among among many things,
1: you know, it, his passing for one.
0: His crossing. He seems to like. He seems to be really confident in crossing on his left foot, and it doesn't seem to me he can cross with his left foot <sighs> worth a damn. No. Uh, you know, right-footed player seems like he'd much be better. Maybe we should play try playing him on right wing. We thought about that and putting Sterling on the left, Have we thought about that.
1: What What's his strong <clears> foot, uh, Sterling? Right foot as well. Oh shit! And
0: he he historically in his career play has played on the left wing for Liverpool and for City, but for City also played the false nine and the right wing plenty of times. And we okay. saw him on the right wing today, and he absolutely tore apart that left side of West Ham's defense. Yes, he did. So I'm perfectly fine with keeping him there, um, against Luton Town, um. Mudrick, you know, he got a whole half of football. There's, there's, there's not many excuses. So this this is a player that certainly seems like he's a confidence player, you no? Know? Yes. Whereas his, if his confidence is sky high, then you see a player that is absolutely dangerous and the potential is through the roof, and Maybe. which is why we signed him.
1: Maybe he's overconfident, but that doesn't make sense either because you look at Holland and that man is like overconfidence times like freaking 100. And- right freaking scores which is
0: exactly what you want in a goal scorer and he scores yeah and it works for him i think he's set up in a better system there and he's a bit (sighs) older he's a bit older and more experienced you know mojo came from the ukrainian league which is steps below what he's at now we're not talking like he came from the french league or syria no those are league or la liga those are leagues that are very very close to the premier league's level and are considered top five leagues the Ukraine league is not are they a top 10 league in the world i don't know you, it's not for you, me to debate, but like, they're not a top five league.
1: Do you feel he is someone that should have been sent on loan at this point? Or maybe a <sighs> the, season? The, the, for the price tag, the no. the price tag, no. It's crazy. The, the price
0: tag, you have to keep him on the team for that. its It would be embarrassing to loan out a player that costs that much. It would be truly embarrassing. Um, Just like they did with Lukaku last year. Like it was, That was embarrassing to send him on loan to an inter, but they had no choice trying to get out his wages and... Uh, it's a similar situation where I think he's a confidence player he does have to play to be fair there were shouts um when the start lineup came out there were shouts that why is the starting why is the starting um and that that happens every game that Posh doesn't pick him whether it's the preseason uh Liverpool and now today against West Ham when the lineup came out I saw a lot of tweets uh which by the way Twitter is not a nice place to be right now very reactionary <laughs> you uh, you people try not to be reactionary look and 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 that's what we're doing here in the podcast yeah. we are being reactionary but we are Ultimately, reviewing what we saw today on the telly. Mudrick. Um, I still
1: feel, even though he, he had a shit um, play on the pitch, he still needs to get played a little bit
0: better. It is. No, he's, he's a and, and if you
1: don't, he won't learn from his mistakes. You know what I mean? He needs more experience. I know it sucks to say it that way because we also need to score and win games, but if he doesn't get time on the pitch, he's not going to get any better.
0: No, 100%. He's, he, and he's the kind of guy that really needs a manager for the manager to tell him, I believe in you, you're going to play, and you're going to score today. And if you're not starting, I mean, how can you really get that? You know. But at the same time, when you do come on for 45 minutes, you, that's half the game, look at who he came on for. He came on for the injured, Carney Chukomeka. That's an example of a player who's actually younger than Mudrick who took advantage of his opportunity. You know, maybe against Liverpool, Chukomeka was kind of you know he was around, but he wasn't wasn't yeah. wasn't one of the standout players in Liverpool. Got a chance to start the second match in a row, gets a goal yeah. in the first half. I mean, for a player that's significantly you know younger than Modric by a couple of years, and you know. Well, you
1: you've played the sport, you've watched the sport. So, um, in your in terms, what do you think he actually
0: needs? He he needs confidence. And where, but how, how does he get that confidence? Is it is it from playing and starting that? Then, sure, that's going to have to be the solution. Um, is it training? Is he training bad? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, but, I, not, but look, what, what he's doing wrong on the pitch, it's pretty simple. Like, he's... It almost seems like when he has more time to think, he makes mistakes. If he's really reacting and just, like, playing, like, a schoolyard like game... Like, muscle memory. Yes, exactly. If he's really just, like, playing, like, for fun out there... He seems to do much better. Like, we yeah. saw that in the preseason when he got his goal. He seemed to just be, like, playing for fun, like, tippy-tappies around and playing one-twos with Jackson.
1: You know, I, f- I feel it's because when he came in, we were already kind of, like, we were already losing. So sure, and his his mind is all like, I need to score, I need to score, I need to score.
0: Sure. And, when, when, and you know, just to write off, I I don't want to take – when he came in in January to the end of the season, I don't want to count any of that. I really don't yeah. because, you know – the season was essentially already over. Yeah, he came, he came <laughs> way in, over. He came in for one manager. That manager gets sacked. We bring in an interim manager who we know isn't going to be there for very long, and he's trying to impress yeah. that one, and neither of them really showed a lot of confidence in him. He really kind of, you know, one game in, one game out, comes off the bench, 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, very Doesn't erratic. do anything,
0: never got a goal. I mean, Matawake looked better at the end of the season than he did. Um, Yeah, this is, you know, Caicedo took the attention off him today because he's the new shiny toy. Um but if we go a couple more games like this, Modric's gonna get just as much attention. He he needs to it's much hider to it's much easier to hide in midfield for Kaiseido because you're not expected to score yeah, in that position. But for Modric, if, if this is this this could go rough. Like he I'm not trying not to be reactionary and so uh panicked about him. Um look, I think it looks like Karin Chukermana is going to be out on Friday. If you look at the same lineup, let's say he wants to start the same lineup, except maybe he brings in Kaiseido for Connor Gallagher, mm-hmm. and everyone else starts the same. We got the saucy in there, you know, the same back line, Sterling and Jackson up front. The you know Chukermana is not going to play. I think we should start Mudjerk against Luton Town. You know, I agree. A goal against lower opposition, lower standard opposition. They're higher than us in the table, I think. Oh no, we have a point. Um, they they didn't play this week because their stadium wasn't ready. Um. Playing against expected lower <laughs> opposition, we'll say that. Um, this could be the gate This could be the opposition he gets his first goal against. I yeah. think we got, and that could, that could, you know, propel him. Um, and then you know, maybe maybe he doesn't get out to start in eleven after that.
1: He just needs to show more effort and improvement. A little bit, yeah. Oh, just a, just a little bit, you know. It's there, but I mean. And
0: he needs coaching. He needs coaching. You know, Pochettino is known for developing young players at Southampton. he can help him. And at Tottenham. He needs to, he needs to, there's a lot of young players to give his attention to. So how much time is he given, Muddrick? Who can say? Uh, We know he's given a lot of attention to, you know, Levi Colwell. And I imagine Enzo Fernandez as well. And those two players seem to be doing quite well. Um, Yeah, we got to see a bit more. Um, by the way, substitutes that were not used today, uh, Lucas Bergstrom, the backup goalkeeper, until get a New goalkeeper, and uh, Leslie okay. Uguchukwu, uh, Bashir Humphreys, who uh, we'll have to watch the next week or two if he goes out on loan or not, uh, okay. Mark Cucurella, and Ian Matson. The only player out of those five that I could say maybe could have, should have came on, Ian Matson, could have made a difference. Yeah. Uh, didn't get to see him come on. Uh, but yeah, I think now we can talk about um, Luton Town. We can go mm. ahead and make main of the match predictions and score predictions for Luton Town. Uh, That game, I think it was originally scheduled to be a weekend game, uh, much like today, but it got changed to Friday. Um, So we're going to play Friday, and it's a 3 p.m. kickoff here in the States, 8 p.m. over there in the U.K. Uh, It's at Stanford Bridge, so we have a chance to get first win and also first three points in front of Stanford Bridge, Uh, try and set some kind of, like, precedence for how we're going to perform in front of the home fans. Um, You know, I think we were much better against Liverpool than we were against West Ham. I think that's fair to say. Um, yeah, what are you thinking? Uh, what are you thinking for man of the match against slowing down Based off, you know, he's starting the same kind of lineup both games in a row. Uh, Chocomaca seems like a doubt. Reese James won't be back in time. Uh, does Kaiseido get his first start? Does Romeo Lavia play a factor? Does he come in? I'm thinking he maybe makes the bench. Um, yeah. Forgot to mention Lavia did not make the bench today, but I'm thinking he makes the bench next week. Maybe he makes a cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go first. I'll think maybe that this is the game that, uh, I'm trying not to go with a recency bias um, with Sterling. I try not yeah, to do same. that. I try not to do that because how many players have a really good performance two games in a row? I'm going to go with Levi Colwell. I think Levi Colwell, he's been kind of pretty consistent and fair these past two games. Uh, maybe he gets a goal. Maybe he, maybe we get a clean sheet of Stanford bridge and maybe he's the main part of that. Uh, maybe they opt to go for a back, uh more traditional back four today uh, or against Luton town. Now that we're facing, um, you know, different opposition that should be a little easier to play than West Ham. Maybe they go with, just Levi Kobo and De saucy in back four and sit Silva on the bench. Um, Yeah, what are your thoughts? I'm going to go Levi Cobo. What about you? I don't know. You don't know?
1: I really don't. I really don't. Mm. How about you just pick score and I'll come back to you.
0: Okay. I, I really don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's just a guessing game at the yeah, end of the day. I don't know. Um, Score, I'll go... I know I've said we've won the, the first two games, and we didn't win the first game, but it's Luton Town. Come on. we got to get the first three points of the game. I'm going Chelsea 2, Luton Town 0. What you got?
1: I'd say 3-0. Three, 3-0 zero.
0: Three, zero, Chelsea?
1: Yeah. And... All right, so
0: we both got him in a clean sheet. Um, certainly at least expectation against uh, Luton Town, you would think. Right? So we'll circle back to you about um, uh, f- for your man of the match. What do you think? I think the same. Levi. You're going with Levi Colbo? Yeah. All right. Levi Colbo, it is. Um, so that'll do it for this episode. Let's um let's hope we get three points against Loton Town. Let's try to erase this uh West Ham match out of our memory. 3-0 Three zero. Three zero. I'm going go. with two-0 And uh yeah. Stay safe, Chelsea fans, stay blue. We'll see you next week.